there. Welcome to our Global Missions podcast. And uh, my name is Mark Francis, and I'm going to be helping out the conversation today in the host seat. And I wanted to just welcome our missions pastors with us. I've got Scott McManigal to my left. And I've got Jim Poole with me as well. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Good. Good. We are excited to, to chat today. I know that a lot has been going on mm-hmm. in, in your world over the last year plus, um, and things that are going to be launching into this new year, into 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, we're excited to chat about all things missions. I'm here today just to kind of be a, a sounding board to, for you to share with me what's going on. Treat me like a standard FBC <laughs> congregation member. Mm-hmm to update um, everybody out there. And it's been a while since you guys have done a podcast. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we were talking about this last week or so, and mm. it's been over a year Yep. since you guys Way have been able long. to release one. And yeah. Yeah. Way too long, but we've been, we've been really busy. And uh, it's, you know, it's just one of those things that just gets kind of pushed to the back burner when we've got so much else going on and we're focusing on and, and it just, uh, I guess, slipped our minds for a long, for a long period of time. And so, definitely wanted to kick off the new year yeah. with kind of where we've been, but also where we where we're going. We got some really exciting, uh, just doors that God is opening up for 2024 that we're excited to tell the body about. Hmm. And and not that <clears throat> the the podcast is not valuable. I think there is value to sharing what God is doing around the world and having us have partnerships with people but we had a global church week um this past year as well where Mm -hmm. people were here so you didn't need to watch somebody on zoom or listen to them um with a unique audio recording of somebody but we had plenty of people here in person but jim just give us a quick update of what you think the the podcast can be for us you know as as we did have a, a gap here in the episodes and we're in a now reset and relaunch this thing out there. What do you hope to accomplish by sharing with our body what's going on here at FBC? Yeah, I like to uh, think of our um, our global missions ministry as a global family, hmm. and because we really are a family. And um, you know, Scott talks to people around the world often. I talk to people around the world often, and so we want to have our podcast, you know, today and then moving forward into next year with some little more um, frequency and a little more regularity because as a family, all of us have family members, some of them we talk to a lot, and some mm-hmm. of them that we might not talk to all that often. Yeah. But um, in, the, in the communication of a family, um, the more you talk, um, the more you can have relationships. Mm-hmm. And so then I think uh, for our local body here, um, you know, by having uh, opportunities for our global family to communicate uh, via a podcast with with our with our local body here i think is a is a big part of it just the relationship mm-hmm. building and then also just informing people um informing our congregation of you know what god is doing in their local area mm-hmm. what god's doing in their area of the world what god is doing through their church so we want to um just look to see if moving forward in 2024 if uh, we can uh, get more of those stories out share mm-hmm. with our share with our local family what God is doing through the global family. Mm. That was one of the really big takeaways that I had from the Global Church Week from this past year, where 
it really felt that we are one unified body in Christ, that we truly mm-hmm. are a family, and that there's people who we've been connected with for many, many years. And when they come here, it does feel like home to them. Mm-hmm. It might have even been two years since they've been here, but there is this family atmosphere that we were mm-hmm. able to just experience firsthand here in this campus for that week of October. And and that was a big takeaway. And it was really neat to see. And we want to keep that momentum, I mm-hmm. think, of just being able to to say, yeah, the guys from India, the guys from, from Ecuador, and you name it, all around the world, that there's, we have commonality and, and the bond of this unity of Christ and, and how he works around the world, just like he's working here. And so how can we share those stories? That's right. So I want to recap the Global Church Week, but before we do that, let's go backwards a little bit more in time. Share what happened over kind of the last 12 months in the global missions world. Where, where did you guys go? Um, who did you meet with? What were some of the really key things that God did that you saw? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> pretty much from December um, 20, that would have been 2022, uh, through July uh, 2023, we were traveling every month. Hmm. Um, December, I went to Thailand and, um, and then went back again in February. It had been... When when Annette and I went to Dece- uh, went to Thailand in December, it had been three years since we'd been there. Like from the time we moved back from Thailand until now, which was in 2006, um, we've pretty much gone every year, sometimes mm-hmm. twice a year. And just because of COVID and all that, we hadn't gone and been there in three years. And so it, it was a pretty apparent that there were some real needs among the leadership of the church. And so that's why we went back again in February. Um, and now from that has come uh, the planning for a pastor's conference uh, among the Karen past pastors. Uh, the church that we planted in Maypay, they, um, they're in association with a group of Karen Baptist churches from all over the region. And, um, and so the, the guys in Maypay have had a real heart to pass the teaching that you know we've been teaching the chronological teaching we've been teaching them for years and years on to some of these other pastors and churches and so um i'll be going uh back this january 2024 and joel and i will be partnering with the karen church leaders in maypay with doing that conference for the other so it would have been a whole year since you've been, yep, and, yep. and now you're going back with yep, that purpose. Yep. You mentioned COVID. I mean, that definitely took a hit on yep. what you guys did with traveling. It did. And and do you think that really caused you to to travel a lot more oh, in this past sure, year? Because you're saying sure. you were traveling yep. every month, yeah. and it was almost like you're cramming in, trying right. to see as many people in person yeah. that you didn't see for a good two, two like and a half years. Like catching up. Yeah. Yep. So then where, where else did you guys go? Or, I mean, I'll, let me pause. I'll let you just emphasize were there any stories or any things that really you remember and recall from that trip a year ago that stood out to you well yeah there's you know there's uh one one of the key guys there in maypay that he he was my language informant from day one when we moved into the village he he was bilingual he he spoke thai as well as karen and so he was a really good uh, option for me as a language informant. And so how long have you known him then? Because you're saying when you moved in oh, to that, that village. Oh, that was 1980, 1990. 
when hmm. we moved in. Yeah. So you've and had so a relationship with this guy. For I have. He he a was my time. language informant from day one. He became one of our first believers. He became kind of the main pastor of the church all these years. Um, probably my closest friend hmm. up there. Um, and uh, he, in the last five or six years, he's just started having mental problems. Um, it, it runs in his family. It, his mother had real mental problems. Mm. Uh, a younger brother does, and, and it started with him. And, and uh, um, I mean, he, in the last five or six years, he's been in and out of the psych ward. Um, just really hard to figure out mm. what's, you know, really going on. But um, so he hasn't been able to continue leading the church and teaching. Um, the meds that they have them on helps, but there's side effects with those too. Mm. And but so that's that's been part of the disappointing part. But uh, one of the encouraging parts is there's a young guy. His name is Ma'oy. Um, he grew up with Daniel and Joel and Seth in our village, and was uh, really close friends with Daniel and Joel especially. And uh, he got married. He has a couple of kids. He's been through the Ethnos 360 um leadership training uh that uh they have there in thailand and he's back in the village and and now he's become uh kind of the new pastor of the church and uh, a guy that's you know really grounded um probably it was probably annette that led him to christ i mean in those early days um when i was teaching the men teaching the adults annette was she started a children's ministry and started teaching creation of Christ to the kids, hmm. and so it's it's probably it was probably through that teaching that he and many of the others got saved, and and now here he is, hmm. you know, the pastor of the church, and so it's it's been a great connection for Joel as well. Joel has really reconnected with him and has made many trips up to spend time with him, and they he had been sent back in further into the mountains to uh, plant a church in another village and Joel has uh, partnered with him in that a bit and and so it's been a it's been a really really mm. good encouraging connection cool. and yeah just God raising up the next generation mm. and uh, and just the I mean another huge encouraging thing was they were the guys were telling me every village Every like there was, there's 25, 27 villages, and what we considered to be our sphere of responsibility for that area. <clears throat> and they said, in every village, there's people that want to become Christians. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So then, when you do this conference coming up, what are the specific dates that you're going to be gone in, in here in January? Yeah. So I leave January 20th, and um, and then the actual conference dates will be the 24th, 25th, and 26th. And you're, who are you expecting to attend from these multiple churches around? Yeah. That, what, kind of, what kind of radius? Like how far are people going to be coming? Yeah, it's it's far. Um, it's outside. So the Karen is it's, it's a large people group, and they're in, in pockets. The villages are, are located in pockets. And so... Uh, the, the pocket where the Karen Baptists are, they're um, kind of west of our area, closer to the Burma border. Um, I'm not sure how many villages there's. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how many people they're expecting. A just, lot. 
yeah. show up and yeah. be used. So what are you going to teach? What What's going to be the, the basic game plan for those couple days? Yeah, we're going to uh, start off with helping them see God's heart for the church. Like our, our goal and our purpose is to help these pastors see the importance for foundational, chronological, grace-based teaching mm. for establishing the church. And so in order to help them see the importance of that, we always begin with helping them see how important the church is to the heart of God. And, you know, you have passages like uh, Acts 20, 28, where Paul's talking to the Ephesian elders, and he tells them to uh, take care of themselves and to watch over the flock that the Holy Spirit has made them overseers of. And then he says, the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Hmm. There's nothing on the face of the earth that's been purchased by the blood of Christ in the church. Hmm. And so just helping them see God's, you know, the value that God places on the church and what they have been raised up to do so that they can see the seriousness and the importance of how they're going about establishing people in the faith. Mm. Is their teaching truly establishing people in the faith? Mm. And so that's where we're going to begin and then move into um, uh, examples of chronological teaching and just showing the difference, helping them see, you know, the have their eyes open to grace. You know, most of these men will understand grace for justification, but then when it comes to right. actually living the Christian life, sanctification, then it's always about works and obedience and, you know, your own effort, your mm-hmm. own faithfulness. And mm-hmm. so. Good. Well, definitely put that on our prayer requests yeah. there yep. in just a couple of weeks, and we are we'll be excited to hear <clears throat> back from a report yeah. of what happened. I would trip. really appreciate prayer just for my language. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the the when we were going every year, I was keeping up pretty good. Mm-hmm. But when we didn't go for three years, my language ability really took a hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we went back last December and February, I was feeling it. Like, mm-hmm. I was really feeling it like I hadn't before. <clears throat> and so I've I've started listening to recordings of of. The, the Quran teaching and stuff and reading the Quran Bible and all like that, just trying to, you know, get back as much as I can. <laughs> so anyway, I'd really appreciate prayer for that. Well, can I give you pop quiz right now and, and, and <laughs> give, say something for yeah. us? Uh, what, what, what could you translate for us? Something to the effect of, uh, it's by grace you've been saved through faith? Yeah. How would you say that? Uh a plongangku klongku tong thong yang. Uh, perfect <laughs> sounded good to me yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah loosely awesome. translated yeah 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 good good uh, so then what happened after you went to thailand uh last year so going back again we're just kind of rehashing rewinding last year jim where did yeah, you go we um there were there were a number of trips uh, uh i went on to kenya we both went to kenya that was in January. Uh, January. Yeah. Um, spent time with the Pocot leaders there. And then in February, um, I went to ne- Nepal and met Joel and Maoi there. Right. And uh, Henry went with us there. And I think that was a, like you mentioned, uh, Maoi's role in the church now mm-hmm. there. I think that was a really good opportunity for Maoi to travel outside of Thailand to see, you know, the body of Christ in another country. Mm. And just to get a bigger picture of the church, you know, globally. And mm-hmm. so I think that was a big opportunity for Maoi to travel with Joel. And um, and then we, 
Well, let me pause you because you said Henry. Henry is your son. Henry, yeah, Henry went with us. So there is this generational component that I'm hearing already with Joel, mm-hmm. your son, yep. traveling, meeting. Um, the generational component of what happened in Thailand of just being My raised. Life, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now Henry, who's 20, 20. Mm-hmm. was able to travel with you. Yeah. Yep. What was the impact from that? Uh, yeah, it was really a special time, um, you know, a bit selfishly for me, I'm sure with you too, when you teach with Joel, um, you know, to be traveling with your son and co-teaching with your son was just super special, mm-hmm. you know, just to just to do that. And um, yeah, it's been good for him. Uh, he's, he's still a student of the word. Um, uh, he has recently uh, taught uh, twice at Keystone, mm-hmm. you know, he's uh, done the, the Thursday night teaching at Keystone. So I think that for him, that was a big, uh, a big part, uh, it meant a lot in his life, mm-hmm. not only seeing what God's doing in Nepal mm-hmm. and in, in the area where Gopal's working, but also um, in his life spiritually. Yeah, that was good. That's great. And then yeah. traveling. Yeah, so then we then? went on to... Um, there was also, sorry, there was also the, the connection before Joel and Rachel went to Thailand. Wasn't Joel, Joel was working with the youth ministry, and wasn't he the the small group leader that Henry was in. That's right. So he mm, yep. he and Henry had that mm. connection from yeah. before they went to Thailand. That's right, several years ago. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, keep connecting those, those yeah. dots, yeah. Yeah. We went on to uh, Pakistan, and we had a conference there in Pakistan. And then um, in, in years past, we've always brought those guys, they're five key guys to say um, to, 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 to Dubai, or to Thailand or different areas out of Pakistan, we're <clears throat> um, only able to meet with their five key leaders. But this time we actually met in Pakistan, um, relatively near the airport, a safe location. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we were able to bring um, all of their key leaders and we were able to have a, a you know, much bigger impact mm-hmm. in uh, that ministry there because we met with all of them. I think it was 19 of us total instead of just five. Mm-hmm. And obviously when you're meeting with all of, all of them together, getting everybody on the same page for a conference instead of just five, mm-hmm. it was very impactful. Yeah. We did that in, uh, in, in Pakistan. And when you say conference, again, just give us a brief snapshot of what that looks like. When you say conference, what happens on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour kind of basis? Yeah, so um, we, at this particular conference and in many of the conferences that we actually did um, in 2023, uh, this, as this year comes to an end, we did an overview of our Knowing God lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 43 lessons total, but we have three days with these, with these folks, with this particular um, conference and others and that we've done throughout the year. So we basically, we give an overview. We, you know, we combine a lot of the lessons into one lesson, and we, 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 um, there's basically four uh, sessions each day, two before lunch, and then mm-hmm. take a lunch break, and then two after lunch. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there's 12 sessions mm-hmm. and uh, over a three-day uh, time period, and we just try to get an <laughs> overview. You, know, you, you take that many lessons and combine them in the 12. But it, what it does, it gives people a taste for the lessons, and um, we try to have the lessons in their language and uh, so that when they leave after those three days of getting the overview, they have the lessons uh, hard copy in their hand, in their language. They can go back and they can really pour over them, go over all the verses, go over mm-hmm. all the, 
you know all the mm-hmm. content uh, more detailed after we leave so because i think what i'm just going to speak from an outsider sure. perspective yeah. you know <laughs> when you hear conference or you hear all oh, these mission guys are traveling around the world yep. it seems amazing it's like you're seeing the world you're seeing the sites airports places cities hustle and bustle all kinds of things but when it boils down you're in a a tiny little hotel room and you're in there all day every day teaching Mm -hmm. speaking sharing truth from scripture and doing it day after day after day and then you come back Yep. Right. I mean, it's, again, the glamour kind of gets stripped down to where yeah. it is. It is. It is work. I oh mean, yeah. There. There is a lot of yeah. just long, that long goes... flights crammed into economy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You fly know, fly into a country, you <laughs> go to wherever the conference is, you teach for three days, and then you fly home. Yeah. yeah. That's there's there's and that's it. Know, we're not seeing. Oh, you went here. Oh, that's must. Oh, well, we didn't really see the place. You didn't do safaris hotel, in Africa. Place, you know, yeah. elephants and. You yeah. giraffes and right. lions and you know no yeah. you're you're bunkered into a in a room yeah. with guys some teaching. places some places we enjoy the the food you know indigenous food cultural mm-hmm. food other places we really don't like it yeah you know and we've gone to india before and ordered papa john's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. does yeah. it taste the same as <laughs> close enough <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so the conference <clears throat> conferences and you were talking about Pakistan mm-hmm. um, h- how did how did you see God work in that in that specific trip because I know that I remember praying for you guys mm-hmm. for that and just the mm-hmm. you know not fear but just kind of nervousness of what's going to happen and the the state of that country um, how, yeah our what, big what fear our big fear there was we we, we didn't want to go to their areas because we didn't think it was good for for them to be seen with us mm-hmm. like that was that was the bigger issue for us and we met in islamabad and it seemed like it was very easy to do they're not known there we're not known there mm-hmm. um it definitely seems like something we continue doing mm-hmm. um so that was the hotel knew we were doing a, doing a, like a bible study yeah you know it wasn't Right. We weren't trying to hide our Bibles, or nope. it was out on the, on the up and up. Here's a group of guys making a study of the Bible. Mm. Yep. It wasn't being hidden. Mm. It was... Yeah. We weren't out trying to convert anybody. Right. You know, these guys are already pastors and mm-hmm. all that. So, Run off the names of the guys that were there. And, can't, and, can't do all. And it just a couple of people. Old. I mean, just yeah, who, Daniel who, who and can we Peter, pray for Daniel know, from and that Peter, list? And then some of their key guys, yeah. Javid. Uh, Jamil yeah. mm-hmm. is another Ephron. one. Ephron, right? The five key guys, we know them. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 The other guys, we got their names, but just can't remember them. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just good for us to yeah. be aware of. But we were really, really impressed with the hunger. Yeah. I mean, these guys were really hungry. And they were, I mean, they were just really tuned in, mm-hmm. really locked in, yeah. and had really good comments and good feedback. Mm. Yeah, it was it was really encouraging. Good, and that was February. No, that was oh, April. April. Okay, so moving yeah. on. So yeah. where else then? What happened in the spring and summer of 2023? That was a combined trip. From there, we went, went on to India. Yeah, went straight to India. Didn't come home, hmm. and then we did uh, two conferences in India. So in one trip, we did three <clears throat> conferences. Wow, in Pakistan and then two in India. And then uh, one thing that stuck out in India is that Elijah Walls. 
who's um, Native American, mm. um, he met us in India. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a, a real, uh, real blessing, real opportunity for him. He was just finishing up uh, seminary. He's finished now. But at that point in April or early May, he was, um, in fact, he had just, he had he just, just graduated. graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had just graduated. Mm-hmm. So he was done. Wasn't sure what God had uh, next for him. He was considering going back to his uh, tribe. Um, Indian Bible College had offered him a position hmm, to right. come and teach, so he was he was that was an option for him also. So yeah. and and he's is he from Arizona? He's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. So he was considering IBC Indian Bible College, going back to his own uh, tribe in Oklahoma, or going to work with uh, Chris Little on the Lower Brule Reservation um, in South Dakota, mm-hmm. and um, so. We've been talking to him about the value of plurality of leadership, mm-hmm. uh, because for him to go work with Chris was going to be two uh, two people in one location. Well, you know why mm-hmm. put two people in one spot? Let's divide and conquer. That seems to make better sense. Mm-hmm. You can cover more territory. Well, you know there's been uh, Saji and Hanson and Augustine in Hosor Bible Church for years, so that plurality of people there has had a, had a tremendous mm. influence in the ministry there. Mm. And they've they've faced that kind of questioning right. from other church leaders. Why why are the three of you in one church? Why aren't you spreading out and going to different areas? And so it felt like it was a good mm. good place to take Elijah to and, and just see the value of it. Mm. Yep. So what was his takeaway? <clears throat> Did that influence him? What what was the what were the results from that trip for Elijah as a as a result? Where is he today? And yeah, he went on. Uh, he spent the summer on the Lower Brule um, Reservation with Chris. God provided a job for him, a temporary job. And then after a prayer through the summer, God led him to partner with Chris. And Good. he's there on the Lower Brule, and God's given him a job at a local bank. And he just has a real heart for that church there. And mm. it's, it's just been really incredible. I mean, it's, it's a sacrifice mm. for him to yep. be there. Mm. He, you know, he could have had a, a, a staff job at Indian Bible College, yep. but he's living on the on the reservation in, in a camper mm. and um it's not a glamorous mm. role at all uh, but just serving that local church and he wasn't able to come to our our global church week in october and during that time i said hey i sent him a text hey we're missing you and you know wish you could be with us and that type of thing and he says hey i'm i'm glad i'm here i'm able to serve the church mm. and and minister to the church while chris is there mm. And so just, you can just hear sharing that. Yeah. So and he's God a young guy. Like mm-hmm. how, how old roughly is he? 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I appreciated <clears throat> with him in it is like Jim said, he, he had the, you know, he had the opportunity to have a staff position at Indian Bible college and he turned it down because of his value for the local church. Right. That's right. I just, I just think that's huge. Yeah. Really but shows he, a level of maturity that I think a lot of, young, you know, up and coming church yeah. leaders, yeah. you know, in his shoes don't get. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though he wasn't here this past October, he was here two years earlier. He was. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully as we're sharing some of these stories with you guys watching and listening, some faces and, and mental pictures yeah. of these people can come to mind. Um, if you haven't met them, you know, there's, there's plenty of opportunities where we can um, website give updates and mm-hmm. these podcasts and things that will over the next several months to come we can maybe bring people on to be able to if they're not here in person at least hear their voice mm-hmm. or just get some more updates um so 
that then led you to where? What, what happened after that big long trip um, out there after India? Yeah, then our next trip was June, and that was the uh, Native American family camp mm, uh, that we yeah. did out in North Dakota. That was a big excursion. It was. Um, quick it was update. Huge. Roughly how many FBC people went out there, how many people from that area attended. We had about families. 60 that went from FBC, mm-hmm. and then we had, uh, was it between 80 and 100 mm-hmm. of Native American uh, people that came? Uh, it was from representative from um, oh, uh, five or six churches, six or seven churches, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Um, <clears throat> some, you know, I would say a little more established and doing better than others. Um, but it was it was a great opportunity. It was it was interesting. Um, you know, some of the pastors that we we've connected with out there. Um, like uh, Peter and Angie Atkins, uh, who are originally from Charles City mm-hmm. area, uh, mm-hmm. south of Richmond. Right. Um, they they said there were some families from their area, from their church, that planned to come, wanted to come originally, but then when it came down to it, um, I think it was one of the mothers, she had a really bad experience at a family camp, mm. maybe when she was young or you know from the past, and was kind of afraid to go Hmm. and uh and so that just like that really stuck with me you know just thinking that and and so when we get to the end of the week and just seeing you know the 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 fun time the blessed time that everybody had together i mean it was (laughs) it was amazing you know in that regard and there were so many kids saying Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to leave and so we're expecting, you know, everybody that attended to go back and talk mm-hmm. it up and expecting a lot more to want to come this year because we're doing it again this June. Yeah, so that was, that was my follow-up question. <clears throat> yep. So that's a done, given deal. Yep. Um, how have those conversations been going? Um, I mean, it's now January, so we're only about six months away, yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Um, so planning preparations. What can our church body think about, pray about to participate, to attend? Are we looking to gather another 50, 60 people to, are, to help? Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, our uh, missions admin assistant, she's already been compiling the list. Um, those that went last year, many of them uh, have said they want to go again and are on the list. And there's definitely some <clears throat> some holes, some needs, uh, going to be mm-hmm. some more people that we're going to need to add. One of the biggest prayer requests for me is is for the kids you know some of these kids come from a real train wreck of a home life and train wreck of church life and the teaching that they're receiving you know and 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 some of the places is is probably good but in some of the other places is is not good it's it's not only legalistic but it's oppressively legalistic Mm -hmm. and and um we have these kids for four days and and then and then we don't see them again, you know, for a whole year, and they're going back to wherever they came from, you know, what and whatever it's like wherever they came from, their home and their church. <clears throat> and so the one of the biggest prayer requests I've had is, you know, first of all during those four days, how can we we, we want 
you know, I, I think the, the foundational aspect to unfolding the gospel, beginning at the beginning and laying those foundations of why we're sinful, how we became sinful, why we need a Savior, and who our Savior is and what He's done, those foundations are really, really important. How can we simply unfold that? Because I think last year we tried to cover too much information. Mm. Uh, we have a, a knowing God for kids, mm-hmm. you know, a version of knowing God for kids, and I think we tried to cover too much information. Turned out some of the kids that came, I, th- I think, weren't clear on the gospel. So how can we simplify it? How can we cover those same foundations, uh, simplify it, get to a clear presentation of the gospel? But how can we, like, how, how could we leave them with something? How, how can we, con- how, what can we send them home with that could continue to impact them through the year? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because we don't have the opportunity to be with them. Some of them are going back to, you know, bad, mm-hmm. bad teaching, if mm-hmm. any teaching. You know, some of them are going back to no teaching. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are things that we can send them home with that will just keep the gospel, keep these foundational truths, keep the goodness of God, the heart of God, God's love for them, you know, before them throughout the year? What you're saying, though, <clears throat> really speaks to the heart of our entire missions program here at mm-hmm. FBC. You're saying we see kids for four days and then we might not see them again. Right. The reason we're doing this camp, though, is so we can build relationships with their churches exactly. and their church leaders. Exactly. Ex- expand on that a little bit more because, again, you might be scratching your head and say, well, why are we doing a camp when we're not going to see these kids again? Right. Why do the camp, but then explain the heart of our program and how it's this trickle down, yeah. kind of almost exponential yeah. concept? Well, to speak frankly, <laughs> um, there's a real distrust, you know, between Native Americans and Anglo, white Anglo people, you know, the church, believers. There's been, you know, we don't have time to go through the history of what the Anglo church has, has done to, Native Amer- to the Native American view of God and Native American view of Christianity and the church. But it's been it's been horrific, mm. and and you know there's you know there's there's churches that go out there and do good things I'm sure, but there's also churches that go out there you know every year that are more about themselves than they are about the people, you know they'll take van loads of junior hires and go out and do VBSs on reservations and come back and pat themselves on the back and you know tell their stories to the church of this great thing that they did, you know, and what was really accomplished, you know, and the, so we're, you know, like you said, the focus of our global missions program is establishing the the pastors so that they can effectively turn around and, and, and genuinely establish the faith of their people. Because normally, when you're going to these conferences, you're with the pastors. Right. You're not with the kids. No. You're not with the the right. next layers down of people who would be impacted by the teaching. Right. So you're typically hitting it head on with yep. those who are teaching. Right. Here, this family camp right. is a little reverse mentality yep. from what you're saying. Hit the kids, and then hopefully maybe well, it'll trickle up. We're, we're but, divided. During the yeah. day, we're meeting with the pastors. Mm-hmm. We're meeting with adults. Somebody's meeting with the teens. Somebody's also meeting with the kids. Yes. Um, but you know our our goal is if we can if we can turn the pastors and the church leaders on to the importance of 
this foundational unfolding of God's word and and to have their eyes open to see grace in for every part of our salvation not just for justification and and it you know their eyes get open to it then hopefully they'll be able to see the importance of of that being passed on to their church that's mm-hmm. really what we're after and family camp is ultimately a relationship builder exactly um event and that's our whole purpose in doing the family camp yeah is and to build the trust right build the trust and rapport with the church leaders and so um this past year um we had family camp in june and then in september um just before our global church focus week we went out to aberdeen Mm. south dakota and met with uh, those pastors that came to the family camp in june good and we went through the new man in christ lessons good how did that go yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Little was really encouraged, and he was encouraged by the responses and the and the questions of the pastors and mm-hmm. their families that came. He said that just by them asking those questions, and like one of the pastors had to leave early, but his family stayed. And Chris said, had they not been into the teaching, they would have left too. Mm-hmm. And so there were some things in it that he saw that he thought were really encouraging and a really good sign. So that's, mm. you know, that's mm-hmm. that's what we're after is yeah. that relationship. Yeah, that's good. Well, then that does lead us to October <clears throat> and Global Church Week that was mm-hmm. here in Winchester. Um, we brought in about f- a little over 40 people yep. um, from around the world. We're able to just give them a fun time, fun breakaway going mm-hmm. to Kentucky mm-hmm. um, on, a, on a bus uh, for a couple of days. And ultimately, they were here in town for, or not in town, but in the States for almost two weeks mm-hmm. for a majority of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they were here, they were infused into the life of our church in such a way, I think, that it was really different than most other Global Church Weeks, um, where, yeah, just what were your impressions? Yeah, well, I was going to say there's a there's a trip in between the okay. the Native American family camp and and the uh, Global Church Focus Week, and that was in July. We went to Nigeria. No, we went to Zambia. Zambia. Youth and, trip. Sorry, we missed, yep. we missed Nigeria. We went to Nigeria that. back in Nigeria. April. April. Yeah, and that and, was with with youth <laughs> and conference there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot, a there lot a going lot. on. Yeah. yeah, 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 and and back to the family camp. There was a video that Mike Rizeki did that was yeah. really painted a great picture. Of what that looked like. Yeah. I know the youth gave their reports and their updates of what happened with them in Africa and the impact that they yeah. had, um, and we were able to hear some of the results in October of the Global Church Week. Um, yeah. Just hearing from some of the people who received um, that impact, yeah. and, and so that was really neat. But just so to the Global Church Week. Just I'll let you guys share kind of what you thought the takeaway was on your end, um, and I have a quick little story to share as well. Yeah, we like you said we took um, the first uh, couple of days we took uh, all of our guests to the Creation Museum mm-hmm. and to the Ark Encounter, and um, people really enjoyed that. It was it was a nice impactful time just to be at a museum where it's a God centered, creation centered uh, uh, story account of the story. <clears throat> without all the you know millions and billions of years just a god-centered mm. museum they mm-hmm. appreciated the the ark as well um and then when we were here uh for our time here at the church um it, it just gave our body uh time to spend time with our global family and that's that was our purpose of it mm-hmm. it's just really to 
try to give as many opportunities uh, for our FBC uh, congregation to spend as much time with our our guest, our global family as possible. And so it was different. In that sense, we created more opportunities for um, just time together, um, relationship time together, and There's feedback. community groups. There was in, infusing them yeah. into w- Women in the Word, the Seniors Ministry, Youth, Keystone, yeah. the Sunday morning corporate gatherings. Uh, you go down a list. That's I mean, right. they, were, they were around. Yeah. They were a part of it. We had never done it um, as... Uh, uh, detailed and intentional and specific mm. with all those um, opportunities that you mentioned as we had this time mm-hmm. and so um, it made a little bit of a scheduling challenge you know everybody had a different mm. um, itinerary for the week where everybody was going to different different uh, locations different times but uh, it was worth it it was great and um, you know we heard a lot of good feedback from people in the church that if they wanted to they had the chance to mm. spend time with our guests mm-hmm. and then from our guests that they enjoyed spending time with uh, people in in the congregation mm-hmm. yeah did you have any takeaways from the week yeah the <clears throat> one of the big encouraging <clears throat> things for me was these um, native american pastors that we're trying to build a relationship with um, you know, we spent time with them at Native American Family Camp, and then we had the the conference up in Aberdeen, uh, South Dakota. And then, um, you know, we all the ones that were at that conference, we did invite to the Global Church Focus Week, but some of them weren't able to come. Hmm. But Chris came, and Pete and Angela came, um, and... I think it was just really, really good. Like the the Thursday and the Friday uh, during the week here at FBC, when we had everyone sharing updates and testimonies mm. from their ministries and and uh, just kind of kind of where they're at and how the you know the teaching has affected their their ministries and established their churches. I think it was just super good for those guys to hear those testimonies and. And uh, both of them shared things, you know, that just lead me to believe that, okay, they're, they're, they're seeing the legitimacy of what we have to offer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and seeking to build partnership with them and, mm-hmm. and help them establish their churches. And so I, I think it, it really took our, our the, just a level of trust and rapport between us and them to the next level. Mm-hmm which was super encouraging. And I think at and the Monday morning quarterback as we reflected on what happened, yeah. uh, some of us chatted and said that that Thursday and Friday, those Thursday and Friday daytime sessions where they were all giving each other updates and reports was just the heart of the week. Right. It, it really that 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 core kind of the word I'm not, not finding the right words even, but just kind of it, it coalesced in a way that everyone was able to hear what God is doing mm-hmm. around the world yep. with each person's region, with each person's church, and it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so if you missed it, I would just say in a couple years, I can almost say positively we would try to do the same thing yeah. and encourage you to attend because instead of just hearing stories like this watching and listening to us share on, yeah. a, on a podcast, mm-hmm. is it's in person right. and That's right. it's the face-to-face relationships. So, mm-hmm. um, And honestly, it's it's... It, it's the whole to me it's it's the number one reason 
for having this conference at FBC mm-hmm. every other year. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the people of FBC, there would be no global missions program. Mm-hmm. And so, but in terms of having the conference, if it was just for the attendees of the conference, it would be more beneficial to hold this conference in their regions. Mm, right. More of their people could attend. But our whole purpose in having it here is so that our people can hear these testimonies and hear the great things that God is doing mm-hmm. you know, in their churches and through the, through the ministry of FBC, mm-hmm. through the involvement of FBC in their lives. And so it's, our hope is that, is that as people hear these testimonies and hear these great things that God is doing, as a member of FBC, that, that because you're a member of FBC, you're a part of this. Yeah. And we just really want people to get a sense of of what they're a part of and how God is using us as a body, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. not just Jim and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if it wasn't for the whole body, you know, there would be no Jim and I, you know, <laughs> right. and and there would be no global missions ministry. Yeah, and and that those stories are are what impact and encourage us as a body. Right. Back to just full circle that we're part of a family. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, you know, you can. You can be encouraged by what God does here with you personally, but then knowing that He's doing that exponentially around the world, mm-hmm. um, all throughout time, that was the theme of the week, and um, that definitely was encouraging. I'm going to share a letter that was written from Joshua and Melissa Yakubu as a follow-up to the week as well, um, because they expressed from their perspective what happened. They said this, Greetings to you and your family. Trusting in the Lord, you are doing well in your endeavors. We write to specifically express our deepest appreciation as a family to you and FBC Missions team for inviting us this year's Global Missions Conference. This year, FBC's Global Missions Conference was very unique in itself where we had much to learn, especially the Creation Museum and Noah's Ark experience in Kentucky. The experience in Kentucky brought the Bible to our hearts more closer than ever before. As a matter of fact, we saw the reality of God both in the Creation Museum and Noah's Ark, which gave us a deeper knowledge about God and his sovereign over, sovereignty over humanity and the entire world. In addition, the experience during the second phase of the conference in the church was another chapter of itself. This had to do with different small group interactions, reporting of God's amazing work in different, uh, different nations around the world, the worship services, meeting with a lot more people this past global missions conference was very unique we are indeed very grateful for the opportunity to attend and be a part of what god is doing all over the world and through fbc be assured that the lessons learned during this conference has positively affected both of our lives family and ministry as the lord enables us we shall not hesitate we shall not hesitate to glorify god in both of our lives family and ministry thank you so very much for every resource spent on our behalf. We highly value the existing relationship and pray for God to continue to provide the needed resources to enable you to continue the work of transforming lives all over the world. Once again, we are much grateful. In his grace alone, Joshua and Melissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sums it up right, yeah. right there. Right. Um, and they hit the nail on the head of the different phases and the impact that they had of being here and the impact that it was that we were able to contribute to them mm-hmm. um so thank you josh and melissa and that's that's just one that was a very succinct letter that just one of them sent and others definitely shared the same yeah. thing so yeah. 
We can't do Global Church Week every month, every year. It does happen every two years because it is a lot. Um, But um, as we wrap up kind of recapping this past year, we've touched a little bit on what um, you're planning on doing this coming year. As you get together as a team and as leadership committee, do you lay out kind of the plan and progressions of the year or do you come up with things once a month? Like how do you map out where do we go in 2024? Yeah, we... Um, we lay it out as best as God gives us direction to, and oftentimes it's it's uh, based on the uh, invitation of folks that want us to come uh, for a visit, and I'll, and we look at you know where we uh, where we haven't been in a, in a while, but to go back to the Nigeria trip that we did skip over, <clears throat> there where we went to in April, mm-hmm. um, um, Equa um, has a. So they sent out a lot of missionaries around around different countries mm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. I'll try to I'll try to abbreviate this story. So uh, we helped them to bring their missionaries to Nigeria for a conference. Um, all their English speaking missionaries, and so they were there from uh, 15 different countries. And so we did a conference, much like what we just described. And um, at, at the breaks, around the meal times, they kept coming up to Scott and I and saying, "Hey, you need to bring this teacher in our country." And um, we says, well, you need to go talk to Joshua and Simon. You know, they're the ones in charge of all this. We're not. And so we pointed them back to Joshua and Simon. And so um, that was in April. And so over the past you know, number of months here, um, that has led to um, our next, other than Thailand trip that uh, Scott's already talked about where he's going to go in January, that's led to our trips in um, uh, late February on into March. And then trips um, uh, pass that on to into the year. So we're going to be going to uh, 15 different uh, countries. Mm. Many of them are new countries where we've never been to before, mm. as a result of the conference in Nigeria in April. Mm. And so in February, I'm going to be going to Togo and to Ghana, and then in March, I'm going to be going to Rwanda and to Malawi um, or Zambia. And you're going to be going to Burkina Faso. And f- and yeah, February I'm going to Mont- Mali and Burkina Faso. Okay. And March I go to Kenya and Uganda. Okay. So, so just to emphasize, that's because the conference of last year. Right. That yeah. guys heard the teaching and were like, "We need this where we are." That's right. And because they were they were just there as a representative from their country. Like mm-hmm. there was many more missionaries and. Uh, Equa pastors of churches in those countries that weren't you couldn't bring them all to, back to Nigeria. Yeah, but, you know. right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so there's many wow. more that they want. Yeah, to get the teaching as well. That's amazing. Right, that's yeah. great. And and so when you go, it'll be a couple of days at a time. It'll be yeah doing the same thing, going through lessons. What do, what do you think the content would be? That that sounds like it'll probably be pretty consistent for every single conference trying to touch on the same thing so what do you think the takeaway what's the goal for those trips yeah it's going to be you know to take them through knowing god Mm -hmm. and when we when we take people through the knowing god lessons um i kind of i feel like we're we're uh, accomplishing three important objectives all at the same time one we're showing them the importance of foundational teaching and the unfolding the way that the Word of God is just one continuum. It's just one story. And it began before the foundations of the earth with God predetermining an eternal plan of redemption. And it's been Him who's been preparing, setting the stage, fulfilling it, carrying it out um, ever since. 
And, but it also highlights that it's all about God because our tendency is to make it about us, make it about man. And so, okay, we come to the place where, okay, I realize I can't save myself, but living the Christian life is about me, you know, and well, it's not, it's about God. It's Mm -hmm. about this eternal plan that's centered in, in Christ and on the basis of grace, every aspect of it. And so in this unfolding, we have God's revelation of himself as he interacts with mankind. And mm-hmm. he's constantly showing all the way through the Old Testament that it's about him, that mm-hmm. it's not about man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that man has nothing that we can hope and trust and depend upon ourselves for. And it's all God's doing. And, and so then the aspect of, and the third aspect is grace, mm-hmm. you know, that it's, it's 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 all on the basis of God giving us what we don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of our of our salvation, justification, sanctification, our future glorification, we we don't do anything to earn any part of it. It's all on the basis of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, just helping them see those. You you have your eyes open to those three main aspects. It will. It's like putting on a new pair of glasses and reading your Bible. You you won't see the Word of God the same as you've always seen it before. It's like putting on a new filter or a new set of glasses, and now you see grace. Now you see it's, you know, God where your focus was always on man. It, you guys probably have an experience kind of like the Book of Acts, where teachings out there, and you're like, there's this this is new new teaching this is yep. grace this yep. is this is not a work of the law anymore and you guys probably see yep. what the apostle paul and peter were saying with eyes opening and, very much so and faces changing yep. and you have that firsthand i mean yep. almost every time yep. i would imagine yep there's a guy in kenya you know that we had never met yep. before but uh joshua had invited him to the conference in nigeria um he's kenyan but he's an ems missionary uh pastoring a church uh, near the airport in Nairobi. Mm. And this guy, his name's Peter. And he got so excited. I mean, he's writing us constantly, corresponding constantly. <laughs> he went home and he scrapped every, you know, the teaching he had been doing in the church. And he's just been teaching his church through knowing God. And he's just been so excited about it and telling us about the response of the church and how people are eating it up. And mm. like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like like you cool. said, his eyes are open to just seeing God, seeing grace, seeing the Christian life in a way that they hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Well, <clears throat> as we wrap it up here, and we're looking forward to this future year of 2024, you guys are going on more trips. We've heard where, where those are going to be. We can certainly pray for you guys, but we want to have... Um, regular episodes it won't necessarily be necessarily be every week or any consistency but as you see fit where you can share those moments of eyes being open mm-hmm. and excited mm-hmm. faces out there we want to hear about it and hear what god is doing so absolutely look out for these episodes to come in this relaunch of the global missions podcast mm-hmm. um it won't always be me it won't always be you guys there'll be people who will be able to share stories and uh, what god is doing with you guys around the world we do want to find opportunities to um, to bring some of our global church partners into Winchester a little bit more regularly. We don't yeah. know what that looks like right. either, right. Um, but as as God sees fit to infuse them more into the life of our church, 
find ways for them to come visit. So be on the lookout where we can announce those things to come this coming year as well. Final thoughts, guys? Well done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to cover. Yeah. Looking back as a rewind yeah. and looking forward to the future. And I'm excited what God is going to do. Um, well, thank you guys for being here. As always, you can find our other podcast, the Sermon Spotlight online as well, the Fellowship Family podcast as well. Wherever you get your podcast, share this with your friends, share this with FBC so they can get an update of what's happening here with the Global Missions Program. And uh, I think this is fitting um, to end. Remember that the people who we are partnered with are not necessarily missionaries. They truly are our partners and our family members. So we call them our global church partners. And you can keep in mind the five solas, right? Where basically we can remember that is through scripture alone, Christ alone, faith alone, grace alone, and for his glory alone. Amen. Have a great one. Amen.